Hello and welcome to another episode of Always Two There Are, a Star Wars podcast. I'm joined by my co-host Pinkas and today, um, yeah, he got some subjects prepared. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I wanted to do this for a long time, but even before we took the break, but then, you know, we didn't have the opportunity to discuss this, but I really wanted to talk about the Clone Wars. Uh-huh. You know, it's especially after Ahsoka episode 5, I think, with a bunch of flashbacks. That's really when I realized how sick and important or, and influential and dramatic and chaotic the Clone Wars were. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, we have... The Clone Wars is basically the reason why the Jedi fell. Why the Jedi Order was destroyed and why every Jedi was murdered, basically. Yeah. I mean... The main reason, I think, as well, is because they've lost their way. Like, they've lost their connection to the spiritual force and, you know, like Qui-Gon says, the force of the living. And it's even, I mean, we heard Mace Windu say in episode two, we are not soldiers, we are keepers of the peace. But they become just soldiers. They become the very own thing they swore to destroy. They could become soldiers. And it's just also dramatic and the Jedi also become very political they get involved in all the Republic's matters and it they just you know they lose they lose their connection to the force and they even push children into war I mean I mean we've seen in the flashback that Ahsoka was 14 I think while being dragged into the war mm-hmm. and that's just I mean come on I mean you're a Jedi but still you're pushing children into the war and this is also probably one of the main things that gets them, these children, to disagree with the Jedi Order. I'm sure there's some episodes in the Clone Wars I'm not sure about. I mean, you gotta imagine you're 14 years old and you're getting dragged into a war. How does that make you feel about the organization that robbed you from your parents? <laughs> it's... Yeah, so true. Like, kind of, we see that with Barry's Offy, who were... She yeah, as exactly. she makes the uh, attack on the Jedi Temple. Yeah. I completely see that. And the Jedi, they've grown arrogant that nobody... They thought nobody could take them over. But then that was their greatest weakness. And, like, their enemy, their main enemy was just, like, right in front of them as the Chancellor Palpatine. I mean, I think it was... Um... What's he, what's he called again? The guy with the long head. Kiadimundi. I think it was Kiadimundi who said the Sith died or were pe- perished a thousand a millennia ago. Uh-huh. And what these Jedi during the Clone Wars era now think is that the war with the Sith would turn out to be just like the war they had before, where they mm-hmm. just win. As they expect that to, 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 to just win and don't even prepare to do that because they don't think they have to. That's the that's also one of the reasons why they fell. They didn't suspect it. They didn't mm-hmm. think that Sith would have would be disprepared. And they, they just got so arrogant and so caught up in their belief that they would actually just be it would just be another Saturday. They would win them. Yeah. And that they just they're so arrogant and then that's why they that's why they lost i mean mm-hmm. and especially in also in the clone wars they lost track of anakin like the literal chosen one the one they're supposed to you know protect and make sure that he's on the right path they just 
almost ignore him. Like, it's really, that's not how you treat a chosen one. And, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. also where Palpatine swoops in to take the father role the Jedi could give him. Yeah. Just so. I mean, he just smelled the opportunity and then he took him. Yeah, exactly. But I, you said, you mentioned Barris Afi, and I think she just embodies perfectly about what's wrong with the Jedi Order. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so they're like so arrogant, they don't even take Barris's critique, I think. So they mm -hmm. just like, she was punished for her, uh, for the stuff that she did, and then uh, probably was locked, probably was locked away, and then the Jedi didn't even really think about it. Maybe Yoda did, but like no other um, Jedi ever. There was no like meeting of the Jedi Council to like discuss. Okay, have we gone off the way or something like that? So this is mm, very troubling. Exactly. Um. So if we we get to Palpatine, and my I mean, he is probably the villain nobody can defeat. I mean, he's controlling both sides of a war that he mm -hmm. has full control over. I mean, he just, he can basically decide who lives and who dies. Exactly. And he, it's all within his power, which means that the outcome of the Clone Wars is also technically inevitable. He can just, you know, mm -hmm. turn it a little bit to put it in a direction that he wants it to go. And in the end, he will always have his hemp, his empire, no matter what happens. Yeah, And the, the even craziest thing is that no one suspects anything. Like you said, the Jedi were so arrogant mm -hmm. that they couldn't even believe or grasp, just think about that the Sith were maybe even just a little bit more powerful than, than they thought they would, than they and are. And among their ranks, basically. Yeah. Or I mean, over, their leader yeah. was a Sith. <laughs> It's just crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, there's no match for Palpatine in the sequels, and no other villain in movie history, in my opinion, mm -hmm. is as good as Palpatine. I mean, really. Yeah, it's... he's just a genius. And like, the more the, the craziest things, even he even returned. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Like, he could, with one snap, he could like decide. What would happen to, like, the whole galaxy, probably? Yeah. Just incredible power would he just, basically... I mean, what surprised me is that he let it play out so slowly. Like, mm -hmm. he could have just sent all of the Jedi to their deaths by, you know, just simply adjusting you know where he puts his droid armies and everything mm -hmm. but he just he just drops it in their face like oh so perfect <laughs> yeah. really and then i think to top it all off to make this thing even more tragic that's the clones you know they're mm -hmm. clones were just the most loyal soldiers probably in the entire star wars galaxy mm -hmm. and they were forced to kill their master, to kill their friends, they couldn't even do anything. I mean, especially I mean, if with the arc of fives, it's just mm -hmm. so. I mean, you really get to think about what it means to be a clone in this yeah. era, and it's just yeah, exactly. And also in the bad batch, I think, right? Yeah, as well. I feel like this is just it did just top it all off the clones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, definitely must be. And like the Jedi, they couldn't do anything because they were just outnumbered by all the clones. Of course, the mm. Jedi can like destroy 100 battle droids or something like that, or a thousand. But like against the clones, they're unmatched, I guess. So it, it would really especially, smart. Especially also be the yeah, the, the the element of surprise as well. I mean, uh-huh. if you're a Jedi general and you fought with your with your captain and his brothers on the front lines for three years, mm-hmm. almost every day, you trust him with your life, and they just turn suddenly without any indication whatsoever. They just become soulless beings, just like you know, mindless droids. Mm-hmm. I think that's just the element of surprise would be the most shocking thing as a Jedi. Yeah, probably. Just a quick word from our sponsor, Wolf Bricks. You want custom sets? We got the instructions for them. Go to wolfbricks.store and with the code A2TAPOD20, you will save 20% off all your purchases. So why don't you just click on the link in the show notes. Let's resume with the episode. So lately I've been uh, thinking about uh, Rebels and I didn't see all of Rebels, but the parts I've seen, I found very good, actually. What do you think about Rebels? Yeah, you mean the TV shows, Star Wars yeah. Rebels. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like this Star Wars Rebels is definitely a kid's show. Like, you could uh-huh. argue if Clone Wars is a kid's show, but Star Wars Rebels definitely is for kids. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was on out on the Disney Channel, and a lot of aspects of it are just you know for kids Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but some things are just are so awesome like in season two with the what's it i don't i don't know what the name of the planet but where they fight darth vader and darth maul and all Mm -hmm. the inquisitors on malachor that's really that was probably my malachor yeah exactly that was probably my favorite episode or when I mean, just Darth Maul in general, how he's mm-hmm. portrayed in this series. I really like, I really love that. No, I, mean, I actually I mean, don't like him in Rebels. It's <laughs> Clone Wars. Huh? You didn't I, like him in Rebels? No, no, no. I, I really loved him in Clone Wars, but not in Rebels. I think it was a bit unnecessary to put him there. Like some in some part, I liked him on Malachor and stuff. But to some extent, I also find it unnecessary to, yeah, to give him some more screen time because he should have died in the Clone Wars but yeah yeah I, I mean it's it's I think if you didn't I mean an ending in Clone Wars for him would be probably very satisfying and fitting but because we didn't have that ending in the Clone Wars I feel like we definitely needed an ending for Darth Maul mm-hmm. and his death scene just is perfect in my opinion he dies yeah. in the hands of Obi Wan, mm-hmm. the guy he hated his entire life. But in the final moments, he realizes that it's Darth Sidious who made his life so miserable, and he finally can accept that it's not Obi Wan who he should hate. Yeah, because exactly. he even says we. Although he asks if Luke is the chosen one, Obi Wan says yes, and he says we will have revenge. This we in saying him and Obi Wan. It's really, that's his final development, realizing mm-hmm. that it's Darth Sidious who is evil and not Obi-Wan. And yeah. it's really, 
the final duel is so short but so perfect it's one it's, of my favorite it very sets him as it sets a very good message uh, yeah so it was him all along i think um rebels very good um or it closes some holes uh, which clone wars created and mm. but it also made up new ones but i guess it's very cool and i also yeah i think i said it before but like i really love that um we get deeper into the mandalorian law because we only scratched a little bit of the top when in the clone wars but then in rebels we explored so much more of the clone wars mm. um which I very enjoyed. So yeah, that is my. I think Ma it's. Mandalo was already destroyed in Rebels, right? Or was it? No, 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 no. It was like no, it with wasn't. the Mandalorian Academy and stuff, right? Ah, uh, yeah, true. No, but the destruction of Mandalore happens after Star Wars Rebels, right? No, no. I mean, we uh, at the this topic was discussed in the Mandalorian in the live action mm -hmm. show, but that is. Entirely after the Empire era. No, I think the purge um, happened much later. Five years after the Battle of Yavin, so that's mm -hmm. that's after after, that's Rebels, after Star Wars yeah. Rebels. Yeah. yeah, yeah, way after Star Wars Rebels. Or no, way after, but it's definitely after Star Wars Rebels. I mean, but what I also quite like is you know the it, it ties a little bit into Star Wars Rogue One. You know, Star Wars Rebels. Uh -huh. For example, we I think we've discussed it before, but you can see the um ghost flying around in the battle of scarif in a mm -hmm. space battle of scarif and i mean also saw Gerrera. i mean i've really liked him in this show yeah and saw you know, is awesome always a, yeah <laughs> but it's a bit I, th it, I think shouldn't he be disabled by the time uh they steal that kyber crystal from the imperial freighter mm. i feel like some some things aren't perfectly set up <laughs> yeah. here, but you know Wait, does he make an appearance in in uh, in Andor? I think he does, right? Yeah, he talks with Luthen about sacrificing yeah. a good oh, soldier yeah, for the greater cause. Was he already disabled there? Um, I think. I think he was yeah. sort of. I mean, he, his body is just degrading in mm -hmm. general. Yeah. Like, not, not to the extent like in uh, Rogue One, but like definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. So we got that. Uh, we are already talking about Saw Gerrera. Let's talk about him and his like story in whole Star Wars. So we got introduced to him in Star Wars to Clone Wars um, as kind of this uh, rebellion against Separatists on what was the planet? I forgot the name. Uh, it was something with an O, but yeah. I mean, his story there, just that's the beginning of his story, you know? Mm -hmm. He's a terrorist basically mm -hmm. but um i think one pivotal moment in this short span is when his sister dies when his sister dies i feel like or is it that's in the clone wars right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that's when his sister dies i mean it's, it's when somebody close to you dies it's always like a big moment in your mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. in your but yeah i feel like it's just in general, the situation he is in, freeing... I mean, it's already his first taste of rebellion. I mean, he does it in the beginning here in the Clone Wars against the Separatists, but then also against the Empire. 
He's a, a very committed terrorist. Yeah. And in the end, he even like... I don't think he's very feared of his death when um, Jeddah is getting destroyed by the Death Star. I think he... He has a very strong... Yeah. He has a very strong opinion in the Rebellion Alliance, or Rebel Alliance. Um, But I think the thought is the same like the other Rebels. And then in the end, he also dies for the greater cause. And... I think that's what matters the most. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, even the rebels think that Sagarera is extreme. I mm-hmm. mean, you gotta do a lot of stuff to earn that name. <laughs> yeah. Really? And he got, like, his guard and stuff. Like, it's a bit like a cult around him. Mm, yeah. It's it's in the, probably an extremist cult. I mean, also with him saying, save the rebellion, save the dream. That's pretty, you know... His idea of the rebellion of the dream is probably just to the destruction of every organization out there. And that dream is quite big. But yeah, for, I mean, what we got in Rogue One, this, the dream was probably just to defeat the Empire. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, so we got that. Um, it was yeah. a very, very interesting talk today. I hope you liked it. If so, yeah, leave uh, some feedback. And we'll see us uh, next Sunday.